Welcome and thank you for tuning into Organ and the podcast of Ology Research Group, exploring contemporary social issues via data insights and change. We all did it a couple weeks ago, from celebrities to non-celebrities. We installed the application called FaceApp in order to see what we look like in a couple decades. Following a couple of posts from both celebrities and people that wanted to see what they look like when they get older, privacy concerns started to surface uh, about the application and some potential holes in its privacy settings, which may have posed a privacy threat. On this episode, we'll discuss the app, um, the fact that it's Russia-based and which what implications that also plays into the equation, as well as are there any other concerns for any other applications that may live on your phone. Present today to talk about this from New York City, we have myself, Carl, and from Los Angeles, we have... Hey there, Casey. And Courtney. Courtney, take it away. So I think this is kind of interesting because... Like, from a Big Brother standpoint, everyone is kind of, oh, my data, my data. Like, everyone's so concerned about it. But then when it comes to things that are, quote, unquote, cool or trending or exciting like that, people are just so easily to bypass all of the fine print on everything just to feel included, which I think is interesting in itself. Because, for example, like, when when you have to, there was that update to legislation where you have to confirm that you allow the website to share your cookies. After that happened, we haven't seen, like from a marketing standpoint, a huge difference in terms of people that we can target. People are just saying, okay, give me the article and then moving on. Like I think everyone nowadays, just because there's so much fine print, people are just skimming over it, leaving a lot of people very vulnerable. Example, FaceApp. So to me, I'm wondering from your guys' opinion, and I know we're a smaller sample size, but do you read through everything that anything that you download or like put your information on is fine print? Casey? I think the, the problem with those fine print because the agreement <laughs> thing, because it gives you options of yes or no. So if you say no, then you can't access that site. There's no like limited access. It's like yes or no. So we don't really have a choice that they say. Like we have to download some of the social apps like it's it's so intrinsic in our everyday life that it's just it's not feasible to say no and then so access it Mm -hmm. like i think companies tricked us and this is their fault where where russia and facebook is coming in and face app is because they tricked us into um accepting to to um compromising and now we're, we're, we're used to like compromising that we don't really think about the ramifications Carl? Mm-hmm. well I think what came up regarding the face app uh, application was mostly because I think we're currently you know how we had like Islamophobia we still have Islamophobia I think there's also like Russia phobia also like oh it's the, the company is based in St. Petersburg they're Russian they're spies they're going to collect all of our information but, you know, there's there's also applications that are built all over the world, right? And we're installing them anyway, regardless. And uh, regarding Courtney's question about the fine print, I actually did have the opportunity to read the fine print on, what was it? I forgot. It, it must have been like on LinkedIn, 
but when I installed it or Facebook because I got curious about what rights I was waiving. And it's kind of scary because with with some of these apps, you're you're also acknowledging um, potentially giving up access to all of your text messages and your call histories. And, you know, we kind of just skim over that fine print. And like what Casey was just alluding to, you know, it's, it's kind of like we don't have a choice, right? You either um, hit that you accept in order to download the application or, or you don't. And I kind of wish that they had different options, maybe like tiers of service. Like if you want the free version, then you have to accept everything. But maybe, you know, if you do like a paid, the, the, if you pay for the application, then you kind of like uh, get to design your own layer of privacy. Um, and I know that, uh, you know, a long time ago, or I don't know if we still have it, but there was an internet service provider called NetZero. You remember remember that? So that was like free internet service provider, right? But the catch was that you had to deal with like these annoying like ads that used to pop up like every 10 minutes or so. But that was kind of like the the price of admission. You just had to deal with that. Um, And in our case now with these applications, the price of admission is that you have to give up everything. This app is kind of narcissistic too. It caters to our narcissistic side. It's like, look at me and how it would look like in the future. And I, I don't know. I haven't downloaded. It. I don't want to use it because why would you want to look yourself old? It just looks weird. Like I like looking young and pretty because I know I'm not going to be this young and pretty forever. But then like, it's it doesn't just do that. It also shows what you would look like as a woman, what you would look like younger. You you can add a smile. Oh, it's a younger version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. So I don't know. It's kind of like one of those. But you know. Regarding the narcissistic thing, doesn't Instagram also do that kind of? Not the filters. I think I think Snapchat does it more often, which is why now that Casey brings it up, I'm curious why people just didn't use Snapchat for this. Because Snapchat has the old filter and like the young person, but it could be maybe this is just a hundred percent better quality, mm-hmm. perhaps. Uh, and I mean, the photograph looks pretty real. It looks yeah, pretty, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but I think people are people are just drawn by the new and things that they can talk to their friends about. And ah, people are narcissists. Yeah, Our- there's. I think there's like a general group of people who like to follow trends, and some people who just idly watch by. In this instance, I'm glad I'm the person who just idly watched by. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. Um... Uh, I'm gonna say something totally forgot. There is a, a social component to this because my some of my friends when they did it, they posted it and they shared with us and like we're all like, oh my god, look at you, you're such a pretty girl. You know, like it, I think like that's what we're missing in the debate for that because people maybe it, you can guess hear something something. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. you, Carl. It is. I don't. I like. I heard it through my own mic. I, I think it's yeah. too. It might be you. Yeah. There's no fan here. Da 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 da. We should do a whole episode about who ghost, it is. Ghost noise. <laughs> um. Yeah, because there's this whole social component. I think you know, going back to like the deep, 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 like why all these things are popular with us, even though we don't, we we know that like we're sacrificing a lot. I think deep down our society, most people today, we feel isolated and we feel like we're, we're, 
it's we need that sense of community and these kind of apps is like a temporary fix to connection because that's what they do is they initiate social conversations with our friends they give us something to talk about mm-hmm. and i think that's what um i think that's what um yeah i wonder what that is i totally it's heard what you're saying it's casey for, it's your high um thing carl how do you know it's Carl? Because when he speaks, it stopped right away. Okay, so I muted my mic and I turned the fan off. So let's see if that works. Ooh. Okay, so... Can you hear me now? Yes. Or maybe it's like... Or maybe it's like that it's ghost. It's the Russian. Maybe it's like the ghost <laughs> in... Uh, in oh, oh, they didn't like what I was saying. We like Mother <laughs> Russia, please. Don't hack us. Maybe um it, it's uh the ghost is like the that goes from Super Mario where you look at it and then it closes its eyes. <laughs> anyway, oh my. so I found I found a, a quote from Facebook's terms of service, which is also kind of scary too because it it's very similar to FaceApp and all of these other concerns that people had about privacy and whatnot. So this is what it says from Facebook. Okay. When you share, post, or upload content that is covered by intellectual property rights like photos or videos or in connection with our products, you grant us non-exclusive, transferable, sub-licensable, royalty-free, and worldwide license to host, use, distribute, modify, run, copy, publicly perform, or display, translate, and create derivative works of your content. That's Facebook. Oh, my God. This is crazy. I just did a post of my tentative first chapter ish on my for my book facebook <laughs> okay let's hope that uh they don't take it and take it to penguin publishing and make millions of bucks out of it without letting you know. oh no it's not even like fully flush out completely mm-hmm. and it's not it's like no one cares but you guys so quote unquote short stories stolen from facebook you're welcome <laughs> Casey. i'll go around and i'll just collect mini stories <laughs> yeah but i agree with casey about the the isolation thing it seems like you would think that with more people around um that it would be i don't know that it would be easier to connect with people but i think technology has kind of like uh pushed people out a little bit and you know because we all live like on our phones and on our computers that you know we still want to connect with people in a way even if it's passively by Following them with posts and whatnot. I yeah, and um, I think that like that. I think we're having a long conversation mm-hmm. on privacy. I think that's a distraction too. How do you? Because yeah, I'm just like verbally garbage house. Okay, okay, I feel like um, I feel like the government and companies are showing this like this shiny thing and this idea is like oh my god it's privacy blah blah, blah. but what they're doing with what they're not showing us is what we should be talking mm-hmm. and i don't know what that is but i know like it like you know magicians are like look at this look at this and they're like oh my god it's privacy privacy but the thing is we all know that our privacy has been violated and we don't care mm-hmm. um but there is something but what they're not talking is they're manipulating us or we're being we're sheeps mm-hmm. or I'm, I'm missing the second part where they're not telling us that's what I think we're not talking about that we don't know mm-hmm. yeah well I think like the part 
part of the thing is you're they're using your data to sell things to you, which is partially what I'm doing, which is like it's just a natural thing. People make money off of ads. So yeah. I think that and then people need your data in order to like get in front of you and get you to buy certain things, to tailor your experiences for certain things. So all of that is really I think contributing to the overall machine of trying to manipulate you to do something. Granted, you're giving them access to manipulate you in said ways because they can't do anything if you don't give them anything. But at the same time, the exchange to your point, Casey, is all your data, your privacy, and so on and so forth. And I think the way they do it in Europe is instead of an opt-out, it's an opt-in. So it makes it a little different in terms of how they're viewing like the privacy and the usage of everything that they do. I'm not saying it's 100% greater over there, but it does seem like they might put the people first a little more than the people over here. Because let's say one company decides to do an opt-in over here, no one's going to care enough if the rest of like the ocean of companies are making it an opt-out type of functionality. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny you said that... Um... Courtney, you use marketing to manipulate people. I looked at social conversation to manipulate their sentiments. <laughs> that be like that's my job essentially. Um, yeah. Um, and I do. In my experience, the U.S. has been like the best market because they get so much insights. It's harder in the foreign countries. Um, I'm not sure because let's, maybe it they don't really talk as much, but there is a, a barrier over there compared to here. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm also like really cautious too with, with the apps. Like I know a lot of people like using Venmo, for example, or like the cash app and things like that. Cause it's very convenient. But yeah. did you know about FD, you, do you know about FDIC insurance, right? Yeah. No. Okay. The uh, federal depository insurance corporation, FDIC, protects your bank account in case it gets like hijacked for example or or hacked or you know what whatever so the the banks uh have this insurance and they will cover you up to a quarter million dollars beyond that they won't cover you so um and this was something that was in, instituted a really really long time ago like you know way because beyond. of the great depression um, the great stock market p- possibly um, back in the 20s, it would have made sense. I don't have the date um, in, in mind right now, but um, basically the, the point is that while the banks can provide this FDIC insurance to all depositors, the Cash App and the Venmo and all the other stuff, it's not FDIC secure. So that means that any money that's held in there, if it's taken, then it's not covered. So the, the risk that is run is if like, like let's say you have $10,000 in your bank account, and some hacker moves that money into Venmo and then the Venmo account gets hacked, the bank will not cover you because your money did not get stolen from the bank. I don't get it. If they steal from your bank, they move to Venmo? The the Venmo account as like a if you think about think about it like a like a purse or like a pocket or something like that, it's not mm-hmm. FDIC insured because that's not like it's not like a bank with FDIC insurance. The bank is. So if your bank account does get um, stolen or, or, you know, or if money in your bank account gets stolen, it is FDIC insured. Your deposits are insured. 
but it doesn't qualify when it's moved to an app or something. And I'm just waiting for like a big uh, theft to happen like this before people start to sound the alarm on these third party applications that move money you know around. What the theft? Because most people don't keep the money on Venmo or Cash App. They use that as a third-party person to right. send the money to the car. So the theft would be the person going to your account, stealing money from your bank, and then transfer to a random Venmo account. It would be up for debate at that point because I'm sure the banks will be will say, hey, well, your money was transferred with your authorization by you um, accepting these terms and conditions to this third-party application, and the third-party application was the one that got hacked not the bank so i'm just waiting for that to happen to see like you know what 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 would occur because it hasn't it hasn't occurred yet and whenever like i'm very skeptical too about things like uh, like apple pay and and what is it what's the google equivalent is it google pay or google wallet or whatever yeah. it's called and all those like third-party applications so I, I trust anything that's bank backed because that's insured by the bank, but the third party applications not so much. You see, I don't trust the bank. I feel the the scamming us. Yeah. If it's well, not the bank, it's cancer. We're always screwed <laughs> in life. Sorry. <laughs> you just have to pick your poison. That's my motto. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. The banks have been around for much longer than these little apps that pop up here and there, like that are that have only been around for a year or two so i don't know i'm on the skeptical side that means that even more crazy and cynical maniacal i mean like a student loan i think it's a total ripoff like we have to pay a core like anywhere between a quarter to half a million just to get a, a, a good education that's not fair like that they, they're jacking up the rates and they're doing everything and that's because of the bank yeah yeah, because they know that there's a there's a growing default rate and they know that most of them won't pay it. And then when when the government starts to discharge the student debt, then it's going to be like, OK, well, who's going to pay for this? And actually, I read an article not too long ago that said that um, only about one percent of people who filed the student loan forgiveness actually got their their accounts waived. <gasps> mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. But that's a topic for another episode. Oh, yeah. Jeez. OK. Mm-hmm. All right, we should have that bottom line. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Courtney had to uh, step away for a second, but we can we can definitely trade questions with the the bottom line. Do you want to start, Casey? Yeah. I mean, I guess is like, how do you feel about all this happening, like the face app? Like, does that does that like make you scared? Does that make you like, uh, eh, or you just like, well, whatever? I'm just like uh oh, whatever. Um Yeah, because I mean the the I think that the Face app got a lot of bad rap because it's a Russia-based company and there's always been like this um this phobia about the Russians spying on us. There's always been like an America/Russia competition and you know like I do see Russia as kind of like the United States of the Eastern Hemisphere because you know they they mimic a lot of um, a lot of the things that U.S. does, like helping uh, other countries and providing them with products and things like that. So I see them as like the U.S. over there on that side. And I think that that competition has still trickled into our modern time. And this was kind of just like an opportunity to, to spread fear um, about 
you know, Russia all over again. Um, but yeah, the, the, I don't know. If it would, sorry, I mean, I don't agree. I don't think I, I don't completely agree with you with that. It's it's not like an apple oranges gonna weed them comparison. Yeah, they are a competitor. Yes, they have full power in the Eastern Europe, the Eastern America, uh, Eastern side of the West civilization. Uh, whatever you know, you know what? <laughs> yeah. Um, but 2016, they did totally, totally, totally like orchestrated a massive cyber hacking campaign that totally impacted our country, and now we have this. A crazy person for president. Like that, that's that, not that, that's that's something that I never really understood because I I never seen any of of how like I I've heard a lot of sources say that Russia hacked the election, but when I hear that I I think in my mind that they hacked like the 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 ballots and the counts, you know. But no, I, they didn't. What I hear well, is that was like- that they spread fake news through like. Um, through Facebook and Instagram and mm-hmm. things. But I like I I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. I just have never seen it. So I don't know how this hack has affected my vote because I don't know what I was exposed to. And I don't know what I was exposed to because I've never seen any examples of it. I think it's, it's more like because I've been keeping track. It's more like they hacked the DNC. They hacked the Republican RNC. And then they leaked information to Julian Assange, who then de- 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 deliberately leaked every single day information that didn't that weren't necessarily illegal, but it it made Hillary and the Democrat campaign look really really shady and mm-hmm. and like it put it implanted that doubt in people who already had doubt about our election systems anyway. And they're like, oh, your system's rigged. It's doing this. And then the thing is that they coordinated with various aspects of people purposely to screw us over. Mm-hmm. That that that's the, the like the hacking because when we think of hacking, it's like oh you got my information, you steal it. This was a deliberate, intentional campaign to mess us up and to undermine our institution. Like mm-hmm. um, and uh, and I'm not saying we're I think I'm saying we're hypocrites. I mean, there's so many cases of U.S doing that in other countries. I guess this is the first time that I can aware of where a country so com- orchestrated such a complex social kind of psychological warfare on another country in a way that's so subtle and that you don't even notice, but it's also so, um, has such major ramifications. Because mm-hmm. some people can also describe it as helping Julian Assange shed light on something that was happening that was illegal like let's say if we're talking about the hillary emails for example like as an elected official you are not allowed to use your your private email and it made me it made me think just now about what's happening in puerto rico have you been following what's been happening in puerto rico there's some leaking there's some yeah there same was, thing the same thing there was leaking of of uh, text messages that were exchanged between the governor of puerto rico and he was exposed as like homophobic saying very like inappropriate comments um about other politicians and about use of like um like fema dollars that were given after after hurricane maria and things like that so now the country was totally uplifted and they want this guy out of office so to to some that's that could be the same uh, argument like oh this was a you know a deliberate attack to undermine 
uh, democracy in Puerto Rico. And someone else may say, you know, this is fantastic because we shed light on somebody who really doesn't value um, the things that are upheld as like American values or like values of okay, Puerto Rico. That's true. The only thing is this is it was one sided. It It's like it's you're not really a freedom fighter if you have a political agenda in mind. They we didn't we didn't any see the text leak message of Trump like Trump was completely like a golden boy this whole time. Now yeah. we get like text leaks message and everything from him. Yeah, that to me is like it's not so much the intention that we keep saying oh he has intention blah blah. It's really the results and aftermath and consequences. If you want to leak Hillary's email, then also leak Trump. Also leak that communication of the Russian meeting with the Trump Tower. Also leak. You know everything related to that to um that that we have like Trump trying to um uh pay uh, the hush money yeah. so that's what's illegal that right. it's just yeah that's why I I and I don't really like that guy he seems like a total douche also he's not an American you don't have the right to 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 leak other country when you have no ramifications like mm-hmm. he has none I mean like I think Edward Snowden is a good case for. He is an American, and he, you know, like, he's a good conversation about, like, did he do the right thing or not? Right. So you see more Assange as, like, an instigator? He's an interloper. Okay. You how, don't... Do you, how do you mean? Well, it's so easy to stand up on your mountaintop and pointing at a country and say, oh, 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 look at this. The thing is, he has no, and he has no consequences for doing what he did mm-hmm. like he has no invested interest in it he's not an american he has oh, yeah. no interest mm-hmm. i mean like what he because he has nothing that he's losing that's what i'm like that's what i'm saying like he has no risk to it that makes sense i mean like it's not it's noted he mm-hmm. has lots to lose and yeah. he's like secret i think that's where like the principle where i draw the line yeah that makes sense all right Cool. Do you have a? Did I? Did I, I lost track. Did I ask you the question, or did Sorry, you? Did you ask me the question? I think I asked you. How did you feel? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's. I think it's kind of scary. Um, I think you should exercise caution. Try to try to keep um your apps to a minimum, and also they sell like a um like antivirus as well, like for cell phones too. And I I would recommend it, especially if it's like paid service. And we may be transitioning into that era where we're going to have to pay um, for, like, you know, identity theft protection and things like that, you know, just because we're we're so exposed virtually. All right. You know what? I learned something interesting. What? Like, oh, well, you said that the same companies that try to, t- to make nicotine or help you um, quit smoking is the very same company that created the whole product. Mm-hmm. Philip Morris, uh, not the other cigarette companies, but you don't know it because they're disguised under other names. Right. This is what I'm talking about: hiding, moving behind the curtains. It's great to have those privacy company, but maybe they're the one that comes to begin yeah, with. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, because when you when you sign up for those companies, they're gonna have to scan everything, so they'll definitely have access to everything too. So they yeah. might create a little bug here and there, so you can get that new upgrade, so that you can pay a little extra. And then what if that spyware company or that antivirus company gets hacked, then you're screwed. I don't know. It goes uh, pretty scary. E- even the IRS was hacked uh, several years ago, 
and um, mm-hmm. and also OPM, the uh, not not OPM, but OPM, the Office of Personnel Management. So if you've ever mm-hmm. if you've applied to a job uh, with the federal government through, through USAjobs.gov. Oh, then all of your information could, could, would have been compromised. And some people even received uh, letters. I was one of those people who received a letter um, from the from the U.S. government offering like a paid um, identity theft protection for like a, a period of six months. But then uh-huh. I was like, I don't know, you know, like, I don't know where I stand. I, I haven't fully transitioned into that mindset yet. <laughs> So, all right, let me ask you the question now. Mm-hmm. Um, so just keeping in mind the, the fact that our things beyond money is currency, right? Like, uh, like your mm-hmm. information and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. Like, what, what do you think about things like your genes, like your genetic profile? And when you do a, a thing like, like 23andMe, or ancestry and you submit your dna it's also there in a database somewhere and what are the privacy concerns around that i just don't care for privacy to be honest because it's it's a useless um it's a useless distraction that they're trying to move us away from something a larger conversation mm-hmm. um and also i think our generations and generations are after us we have a different concept of privacy. Um, we want some things more apparent. Like, we want things to be more open, opaque. Mm-hmm. Like, government should be accountable. We should also know what the thinking is saying. Like, the whole thing in Puerto Rico. It's like, if we want transparency in this government, we have to be transparent ourselves. Mm-hmm. That means we should be completely honest about our intentions, our thoughts, our feelings. I mean, like, um, well, I'm not famous, so I guess it doesn't really matter. I mean, I've been in dating apps, and I might have sent some unflattering pictures of myself that I would not want as a professional to see. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking about this the other day, and like, if I'm ever famous, which I won't be, and someone like, like they surface a photo of like uncompromising picture of me, like, how would I feel? And then I'm like. You know, I would like I I would compliment myself like, oh, I look really good in that photo. Yeah. You know, I don't really care because the thing is like I have no control over that anymore, and and there's no point in me worrying about privacy or the idea that I I need to have this like guarded information by myself. The only thing privacy I would say is like stealing. That's not okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, like like banking and everything. That's money that we work hard for, and you can't. That's not nice to do that on another person. Right. That's just not nice. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, do you do? Hmm? I know. What are your thoughts? Mine's pretty like, uh, fuck it. I mean, oops. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I think you're right. We're we're currently in a in a in an era where privacy is uh it's it's different. Um, uh, several you know as a result of nine eleven, I think that was kind of like the the oh, starting yeah. point. You, we, we now have the Patriot Act, which is basically means that your right to privacy is inferior to the right to know. So now we have the right to know. Um, and the mentality now is, well, why do you need privacy unless you're hiding something? Mm-hmm. So I think we like you're saying, we, there is kind of this more of like a mindset of being open and transparent. 
but from the population perspective. But it are our governments being like that too? I don't know. Should be interesting. To yeah, see. make the point. Especially now, if we um, if if we transition into an era of maybe digital democracy too, and see mm-hmm. how um, different, you know, how our structure evolves into you know into the next years of perhaps maybe like voting from home like what would that look like and um would it change the you know who who's in power things like that so that sums it up for our episode today um if you have any ideas for what you like to hear on the show or if you'd like to be on a future episode make sure to drop us a line at infoologyresearchgroup.org check out our website to learn about our awesome services and if you're interested in donating to our cause ology research group is an irs 501c3 nonprofit organization so all donations are tax deductible until next time <laughs>